0: Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we'll unlock the book Storycraft: The Complete Guide to Writing Narrative Nonfiction. Most people like stories. When we were young, we liked to read classics and fables which could help us better understand the world, and when we grew old, we'll tell our own stories to the younger generation, guiding them on how to live an independent life, how to raise a family, and what kind of values to pursue. This is the function and impact of stories. Compared with other forms, most people are better at understanding abstract concepts and principles through stories. No matter what type of jobs we do, the ability to tell stories always helps. However, when asked to create a story, most people don't know where to start. How Should We Tell a Good Story? This book is about the skill of storytelling, mainly for narrative nonfiction writing. You might not be familiar with the term narrative non-fiction, but don't worry, it's not hard to understand. Narrative non-fiction is the opposite of narrative fiction. Many people like to read novels, and they belong to the latter category. The characters and plots in these stories don't exist in real life, in other words, they are fictional. On the contrary, narrative nonfiction tells about the true stories that have happened in real life. This book touches on all aspects of narrative nonfiction writing, including story theory, structure, scenes, actions, characters, and more. It also explains the process of publishing from the first draft to revision to editing. The content of this book is not only useful to nonfiction writing, but all kinds of narrative forms. Anyone who wants to influence others through the charm of stories can learn something from this book. The book's author Jack Hart is the former managing editor and writing coach at the Oregonian newspaper. He's received the National Teaching Award from the American Society of Newspaper Editors and a University of Wisconsin Distinguished Service Award. After spending more than three decades in journalism, Hart is very experienced in narrative nonfiction and has edited many Pulitzer Prize winning works. He has taught at six universities and was named the Rule Distinguished Professor at the University of Oregon School of Journalism and Communication. This book introduces many methods and techniques of creating a narrative, allowing readers to take a peek at the mysterious blueprint of a writer's notebook. The book is delightful, witty, and full of wisdom. A large number of examples are used to explain what's going on behind the crafting of a story it's a great book for referencing and learning. Now, let's read this book together in the following three parts. Part 1. What is a story? Part 2. How to write a story? Part 3. Narrative techniques for common story forms. First, let's look at what a story is. Stories often originate from human desires. In our daily life, people run into various problems that make them suffer and struggle, and they've come up with a desire to confront and solve these problems. To fulfill this desire, people take a series of actions to overcome various obstacles on their path, eventually solving the problem and achieving success. This is a common story model, a protagonist with desires and a series of actions taken by him when facing and solving a difficult situation. Let's examine this story model through an example in the book. It's a report about a policeman rescuing a woman driver who was trapped after a car accident. First, the protagonist of the report is patrol officer Jason McGowan who witnessed the whole series of events. He is the person that can drive the story forward and tell us what happened from a consistent point of view. Second, the report highlighted a problem, thus constructing a complication that justifies a story a speeding pickup truck smashed into a passenger car and the woman driver was trapped in the wreckage. McGowan, the protagonist now had a desire to fulfill, rescuing the trapped woman, and that's why he took a series of actions to achieve it. Eventually, with the help of firefighters, the trapped woman was saved and the problem was resolved. This short narrative uses the typical story model we mentioned above. From this example, we can learn that the basic elements of a story include characters, complications, a sequence of actions, and a resolution. The next step is to consider how to craft the structure of a story using these elements. People usually think that to build a story structure simply means to string together the existing material in order of the occurrence of events. According to Hart, however, a story written this way is usually boring and lacks a sense of movement. In the book, he points out that a good story structure should have a narrative arc that takes the shape of a curve. It's composed of not just a beginning, a middle, and an end, but also a sequence of events that drive the plot forward which makes the story full of excitement and keeps the readers moving along. According to Hart, a narrative arc should include five phases, exposition, rising action, crisis, climax, and falling action. Let's learn about how to establish each phase of the narrative arc through a story from the book. In 2007, a devastating storm swept across much of the Pacific Northwest. During this disaster, a reporter from The Oregonian wrote a story about Nancy Punches and her dogs. In the exposition phase, the writer introduced the protagonist and provided readers with enough information to understand the complications she's about to face. It's worth noting that in order to keep the suspense of the story, there is no need to reveal everything in this section, just what's necessary. In the exposition part of this story, for example, the writer only provided the basic facts about Nancy, such as where she lives, what she does for a living, her lifestyle, personality, the local weather, and of course, her love for her foxhounds with a champion bloodline that she's been raising. Then, Nancy's predicament immediately followed— the worse-than-expected storm has flooded her yard, leaving her with nowhere to escape. Following the exposition, we've entered the phase of rising action. This section takes up the most space of the story and consists of a sequence of events full of suspense. In the beginning, Nancy tried to save the dogs, but the roads were flooded and the doors of her house were blocked. She came up with new survival plans one by one, but the dogs inside and outside her house continued to die one after another, and the water kept rising. In the end, even Nancy herself had to climb onto a bookcase, not knowing what would happen next. Here, a string of mysteries is created and solved in escalating order, and it finally leads to the biggest mystery of the story. Then comes the crisis or the turning point of the story. This part can be written in chronological order or through flashbacks, starting from the crisis and then going back in time to the beginning. In Nancy's story, when she continued to rise with the water level and approached the ceiling, she realized that she might drown soon. Here comes the crisis. Following the crisis is the climax or a series of events that would resolve the crisis. In this story, as Nancy got closer to the ceiling, what happens next would determine whether she lived or died, that is the climax of the story. When she was just ten inches away from the ceiling, the water stopped rising and eventually fell back by itself. By that time, the night had come. Nancy wrapped the surviving puppies in her wool pullover and used her body temperature to keep them warm. In delirium due to hypothermia, she kept telling herself to not give up. Ultimately, Nancy survived the cold night. She was rescued the next day at dawn, and her predicament was resolved. The last phase of a story is the falling action or the denouement, which is often used to answer the remaining questions and to conclude the story with an unexpected ending. The unexpected ending of Nancy's story is that she kept the surviving puppy and named it Noah, the legendary flood survivor from the Bible. It's a wonderful way to end this story. When using the narrative arc, you'll have the basic framework and blueprint of a story. But does that mean you'll have a touching story? No, it's not enough. Hart emphasizes in the book that the most basic question for narrative nonfiction is, what does all this mean? This is where we should find the theme of a story. A theme gives the story a soul, making readers reflect on the meaning of life and the precious relationships among people. Just like in Nancy's story, although the flood eventually stopped rising by itself, we can still feel her strength and perseverance. So how should we find a theme? Hart has the following suggestions. First, themes must emerge from the materials. This means we cannot bring a theme to the story. Instead, we should find it in the story. Second, the theme statement should be a clear and coherent sentence that explains the cause and effect between events and reveals the meaning of the story. Let's look at a story from the book and see how its theme is presented. The protagonist of this story is Gary Wall, a claims analyst at an insurance company. He served in the Navy, traveled around the world, and dated many attractive women. But a car accident caused serious damage to his brain. His cognitive abilities were impaired and he lost his job. However, instead of giving up on himself, Wall began rebuilding his life. In the process, he deliberately created a new self. He interviewed for a warehouse clerk job by himself, invited women for coffee and attended singles nights. He spent a lot of time researching the product catalog of the new company he worked at in order to better communicate with customers. By doing all this, he created a new identity for himself through these new actions, and this is why the writer makes action creates identity the theme of this story. Action is the cause, create is the verb, and identity is the outcome. This forms a coherent sentence as the theme statement. In addition, the theme must be universal. This way the story can resonate with readers and provide the most benefit and value for them. Even though the protagonist's life can sometimes be unfamiliar to the readers, the writer needs to work hard to make the connection. For example, Tommy Tomlinson once wrote a story about how a mathematician solved a math problem. This is obviously far from ordinary people's lives, but the writer still managed to find a higher lesson in the story that's relatable to ordinary people as well. When solving a math problem and solving a life problem, there is one thing in common, they can both be broken down into small steps and then dealt with one by one. You'll find the solution quickly this way. We can see that most story themes are enduring truths that always hold. This is also the principle we need to follow when looking for a theme that concludes the content for the first part. A story is usually composed of a protagonist with desires and a series of actions they take when facing and solving a difficult situation. The story structure needs to have a narrative arc with five phases, exposition, rising action, crisis, climax and falling action. A story also needs to have a universal theme that reveals the meaning, emotions, and insight of the narrative. This way, the story will have a soul. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.